0: Thank you for your uh, involvement with the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, can you believe that? Uh, we, we started a year ago, um, 42 messages uh, that we, we spent talking about the Gospel of Matthew. So, um, you know, I don't know where we're going exactly. You know, God's going to continue to speak through us, but uh, I just wanted to encourage you about a few things of uh, kind of why we would do this. Um, doing it that way you know it's so important that we uh, stay focused on on the word of god you know we study the bible here um, and i just want to encourage you in that about why we do that the difference that it makes and your continuing commitment uh, to the bible that's really what i want to talk about today you know the bible is not just a bunch of human ideas it's not pop psychology the bible is the Word of God. The Word of God is the most powerful thing in the universe, the Word of God. In fact, the Bible says that the universe was created by the Word of God. God spoke the world into existence. That, That God gave us the universe by speaking it out. Over and over again, God speaks and things change. Uh, he moves in us. God speaks and things uh, happen in and around us. You know, for for thousands of years, like scientists believed that the universe was like infinite and that it was eternal and it had no beginning and no end. Well, we know that's not true anymore. Even the scientists have demonstrated that there was a beginning uh, and they believe that there will be an ending. Well, that's exactly what the Bible teaches. Um, you know, uh, we... We don't always know what's going on and what the beginning was. I always think it's interesting. The scientists call the beginning of the universe the Big Bang, you know. And I, um, you know, I'm all right with that because that means somebody hammered it and banged it or whatever uh, if, if it happened like that. It just wasn't something uh, accidental. Uh, Psalm 33 6 says, The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created he breathed the word and all the stars were born so if you want to call that big bang and boom and all you know but it's so obvious that it's not random it's not accidental it's all brought together by a great uh creator so the word word of god spoke jesus i mean excuse me the bible says that god said let there be light and there was light and God said, let there be this and bam, that's there over and over again. God speaks into your life in the same way. You know, when Jesus was walking among us, uh, he simply lived out uh, his word. Over and over, we see miracles um, that are attested to by two or three people, but many times hundreds of people, even thousands uh, at times, um, what the Bible calls the multitudes that gathered. And that was the power of of the word of God, the word of Jesus. Uh, I don't have power like that, do you? I don't have that power. You don't have that power because we're not God. The power is in the word of God to create things, to bring things into existence. That is enormous power. Jesus said that his word would not just be words, but they would be spirit and they would be life. John 6, 63 said, the words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. In other words, Jesus says, when I talk, I don't just speak words, I speak spiritual power. So we're talking about spiritual life that he brings into all of us, transforming us, transforming society, transforming history and people, uh, doing really the impossible. Hebrews 4.12 says, the word of God is living and active. The word of God is actually alive. It's living and active. You know, the, the word living there. Is, uh, is the word Zao uh, in the Greek. So we, we get the word zoo from it or zoology or we have somebody here named Zoe. You know, and, uh, um, that name means uh, life, to live. God's word is living, it's alive, it's not just words, it's active, it is filled with, with energy and power. The Bible says that it is sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. What's he talking about? He's saying that it's sharper than a surgeon's scalpel. The Word of God has the ability to cut right into your heart and to show you the ability of what's wrong in your life and what needs to be changed, what needs to be corrected. It's not like a skill saw or a chainsaw. It's like that scalpel. It can do fine work that needs to be done in us exactly what we need. What do I need in my life? What do you need in your life? Well, I need to change some things. Uh, I've been walking with the Lord like 50 years, uh, but I'm still in this change mode. How about you? Uh you know, when you start thinking you don't need anything to change, that means you're either not being in the Word of God, you're not listening to the Spirit, because He's always up to something in you and in me. Uh, amen? Yeah, don't leave me out there you know, by myself on that. So, you know, you try to change things. You 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 recognize things that are that need to happen in your life and attitudes and choices. You know, isn't it frustrating to be a Christian and to know the power of God and still have these same old issues that you deal with over and over, sometimes for decades in your life? You know, we gotta find a way to let the power of His Word bring about the change to allow Him to kind of cut that out. D.L. Moody, who was a famous pastor in Chicago 100 years ago, he said, "The Bible was not given to increase our knowledge. the Bible was given to change our lives, so that's what the Word of God is seeking to do. So I just thought about how what what's happening with us doing a study like matthew and and where the next places that we go, and all the ways that um, you know what I, what I really want to do today is just that you to recommit yourself to the Word of God, not just showing up in here or listening to a sermon but are you really letting the word of God? It's the most powerful thing in the world. It does several things. You know, one thing that happens when you, when you allow the word of God to speak to you is it, it recreates your life. It recreates. What does that mean? It means that when your life is falling apart and you don't know what to do and you feel like you're at the end of your rope, God comes in and recreates your life. He gives you a whole new start. The Bible calls it being born again, born again. Born again means that you get a whole new life. You get a whole new start. It's not just like turning over a new leaf. It's like getting a brand new life. The Bible says, James 1.18, he chose to give us birth through the word of truth. That's like spiritual birth, salvation, the transformation that God uh, can bring. You know, without the word of God, you wouldn't be saved. Without the Word of God, I wouldn't be saved. Without the Word of God, we wouldn't be headed for heaven. You know why? Because you wouldn't even know there was a heaven. We wouldn't know that Jesus died for us on the cross. We wouldn't know how to trust Him. We wouldn't know that God has a purpose and a plan for every one of our lives. We wouldn't know any of those things uh, because we wouldn't have any access to the truth that He's given us through His Word. God is not silent. God has chosen to reveal himself because he wants us to know him. God knows everything about us. He wants us to know everything about him. Paul told to Timothy, Timothy, 2 Timothy 3.15, from a child you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation. You know, this this scripture of ours tells us uh, what, what what's to come. It recreates and gives us Gives us life. Another thing the Word of God can do is can resolve your guilt. Resolve your guilt. See, this is really big. You know, I don't have to live with the guilt I have carried around, the regrets uh, in my life, the shame that goes along with it. You know, a lot of people are just stuck, stuck in the past stuck in those memories that come along. You know, either people that, that that have hurt you or resentments that you have or hurts that you've had, the Word of God is able to carry your baggage. I showed up at the airport last night, parked and walked in. What was I doing? I was there not just to hug them and all that. I was there to carry baggage. <laughs> huh? Carry this stuff out and get it there and pull the car up and get them in. The Word of God can carry your luggage all that stuff that you carry around, all those things that have happened to you, the Word of God can resolve your guilt, take away your shame. Uh, Did you know that God wants you to be free from guilt? Did you know that the Bible was given so that you could be guilt free? Now we got all kind of frees around. You know, you, people are gluten free and or lactose free and this free and that. You, you know, all the antibiotic free and whatever. Well, that's all fine. That's all the health stuff, and we should do all that. I'm sure. But guilt free. Wow, that's what the Word of God does for us, um, encouraging us. Around, I've met so many people. I met this one woman one time, and she came to uh, one of our services. She's from another town. Um, she got my stuff off the bulletin there, and so she calls me from Texas or somewhere, wherever she was. And she's completely distraught, like she's weeping. She's in the service, and she said, Pastor, you said this, and Pastor, you said that. And um, I said, you have a few minutes. And she said, and so we, uh, we started talking about Scripture. And the Bible said, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's why we study the Bible, isn't it? That's why we allow the Bible to penetrate our life. I told you there's a verse that says, uh, there is now no condemnation. That means zip, zero, nada. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, she said, you mean that all the things that I've done wrong, all the things that are wrong in my life, that God's not trying to punish me for them? I said, certainly not. He is not. Because Jesus already took the punishment for everything that you're struggling with. Uh, what, about the sins I'll, uh, what about the sins I've committed? No condemnation. See, the word of God comes along and resolves that, carries the weight of what you've been carrying. So if you're carrying around all this stuff from your past, the word of God, will set you free. It will help you to live guilt-free. Jesus told the disciples one time, John 15, 3, he says, you you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. (laughs) That's so good. The cleansing power of the word of God. That's why we study the word. That's why we, we preach the word. That's why we teach it. That's why you must figure out how to be in the Word of God. Uh, the Word of God um, activates my faith. It activates my faith. What, the Word of God gives you confidence. You, you discovered that? Um, you know, most people are not that confident. You know, they, they might put on, you know, that they're confident, but sometimes, a lot of times we're struggling with things that cause us to fear, or things we're afraid of, fear of failure, fear of dying, you know, our life just filled with all that. The Word of God activates your faith. Romans ten seventeen says, Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the Word of Christ. Um, you, you ever, you know, been struggling, and you're just not knowing what to do, and you go to the Bible and say, Man, I really need the Lord today, and you open it, and you read the Word, and something in there, there's a promise, there's something He's saying to you, and He says that, and all of a sudden it's like, okay. I can do this uh, i can i can make it uh, I know He's going to help me with, with this decision or what's happening there. And, you, and your heart is uplifted and your faith is activated uh, by the Word of God. Um, I, I hope it happens all the time in here that a lot of times you walk out of here and it's so you know uplifting and encouraging to you and you walk out of here knowing, okay, I came in here and I wasn't sure, but now I know God is going to be with me in this situation, this circumstance. Uh, he's given me wisdom about what I'm... See, the difference is that there's a big difference between the Bible and other books you read or or things that you watch on TV. You know, all that stuff might give you some good advice or some good ideas, but they have no power. I I don't know if you noticed, but like Fox News, they have no power. Whatever channel you watch, whatever show you love to watch, whatever cooking, you know, cooking, whatever you watch, you know, all that stuff, it might be fine. No help to you at all. It might give you a little information, learn how to cook a nice dish from Rachel Ray or somebody crazy like that or whatever. (laughs) i see all that stuff. (laughs) But the only power to bring about change is through Christ and his word. Uh, to us. Uh, that's what the Bible is seeking to do. It's activating your faith. It's creating uh, confidence for you that God will be with you. Uh, you don't have the power, but God has the power and he promises uh, to give it to you. It gives us uh, such confidence to trust in him. Um, so recognizing that we are, we come together to learn. We come together to to learn and then to put it into practice. You know, it's not good enough. You know, discipleship is not just Learning. You know, it's not about getting a few good ideas and then walking out of here. You know know what discipleship is? Discipleship is learning the truth of the Word and then going out and putting it into practice. One without the other doesn't work. There's a lot of people that don't listen to the Word of God and they try to serve and help. That's not not what God had in mind. He wanted us to, to learn His Word and then to be able to put it into practice. You know, what we do here is a i hope a perfect example of that like um every sunday uh, we we talk about the word of god i usually ask you to do something like give your life to christ or if you're a believer here's some way that you can commit yourself to him and then you notice what happens either cheryl or myself we walk up and we we pull this little card out and on the back of that card you know what's on there every week stuff you can do about what you just decided to do. That's discipling, right? Is the putting it into practice, letting the Word of God activate and encourage who I am and then be, allow that to begin to make a difference, not only in who I am, but how I live my life. It gives us confidence to take on enormous goals and opportunities that he has for us. He activates uh, our faith. Um, so that's, that's our encouragement, the Word and Jesus. Changes everything. I'm a different person uh, than I was. He makes little consistent changes in my life, allowing the word of God to change us. You see, the Bible says, 2 Timothy three sixteen, 16, uh, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training, righteousness. See, he's, uh, he's, he's out to bring correction to you. He wants to bring about change and encouragement to us. God is getting you ready to live your life. He wants you to to get ready for the purposes and the plans uh, that he has for you. He says that the Bible is for teaching. What's he want you to know? He wants you to know how to get on the right path, how to walk in the right way, how to have the right kind of marriage, how to have the right kind of relationships with the people around you, how to treat other people around you. Rebuking is when God says, hey, you're off the path getting over there in a ditch it's time to get out and he points those things out to us uh, it's re- rebuking um, correcting is when he tells you how to get back on the path he knows you're in the wrong place and so now he's trying to guide us back to that you know i say church is like a church is like a magnet you know when you get out of church you, you it's easy to begin to wander isn't it we're not listening to the Word of God, we're not hearing it, we're not being drawn back together. But when you come to church, I don't know how it is for you, he's always magnet, like zipping me back over into the spot where I'm supposed to be. Like I, I made this decision, I want to walk with him, I want to live for him, but coming together, being in the Word of God, being in a class, learning together, putting all that into practice kind of keeps you in the straight and narrow, right? It's easy to get, that. that's my prayer. Man, you know, I have people that, um, you know, were coming here. Uh, you know, it might be you sometime, you know, and I got not only all these names and all these people, that I, but I got all these other names in my head, you know, people that aren't coming or whatever. And I just, it makes me wonder, how are people doing if, if, they're, if they're going nowhere? Now, I'm not judging anybody. It just makes me nervous. I want them to be in the Word of God. I want Him to be guided by what the Spirit is doing. I mean, it don't have to be the Nazarene church and it definitely don't have to be me. But if you're doing nothing and you kind of just drop off the face of the earth spiritually, what's going to happen with that? We've got to be in the Word of God, allowing the Word to continue to, to show us. So God, He corrects us, gets us back on the path, trains us, show us how to live out the life. The Word of God helps you to grow and to be the man and woman that God wants you to. Uh, to be. He activates our faith. He gives us confidence. Also notice that studying the Word of God, being in the Gospel of Matthew is so uh, is so illuminating to the truth, like in, in our mind, you know, um, him just helping us to think differently. Uh, I love how the Bible, how worship, how being together, how following God, when we're doing all these things together, it's like a spark, isn't it? Uh, you know, you, you you come to church today and I, I don't know what's been going on, but I hope something happens to you today that kind of just sparks you up and causes you to think, okay, uh, G- God's with me. I'm going to be following Him. I'm going to continue to trust Him. If I'm wavering a little bit, I'm going to be drawn back to Him. Psalm 119 verse 99 says, I have more insight than all my teachers because I meditate on your word. You know, Psalm 119 is a crazy chapter. I mean, it's got hundreds of verses. Uh, But the main thing it's trying to do is pretty much what this sermon is trying to do. Am I in the word of God? Is God speaking to me? Is he activating my life and keeping my faith strong? One of the verses there says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You know, um, one of the hard lessons of following God is that he doesn't give me very much light out there. You know, I would love for him to say, okay, five years from now, you know, this this is where we're going to be. That'd be cool because then I kind of know where, you know, he don't hardly give me 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a flashlight. You know, you walk around, walking down the road, it's dark, and maybe you'd love to have light way out there so you know what's coming. You know, the only way to get more light from a flashlight is to take a step. The only way to get light out there is to walk in the light that you've been given. There it is. You got this little bit of a flashlight. That's what he's talking about right there. He wants to guide your life. He wants you to be in the Word of God. He wants us to study it together, but he also wants you to be passionate and dedicated about being in the Word of God because it's your flashlight. And I don't know what's going to happen next week or next year for you, but what's happening right now is to walk in the light that he's given you just like that flashlight. There have been times when you said, "You know, I, I don't know, I don't know what to do. And God's calling us to wait. He's given us just enough light to walk in the next step, to turn the light on in your life. Uh, we, we study the word of God. Psalm 119 says, uh, open the eyes that I may see the wonderful things in your word. So uh, let's do that. Let's, let's let his word Really penetrate through who we are. I'll tell you one more thing, maybe two. Um, it's a, he, um, the Word of God, uh, affects how you feel. I, I started to wrote, write, uh, elevates your mood. We'll just stick with that one. Okay, it elevates your it, your. It, it changes uh, what's going on with you because uh, you know most of you got mood elevator, right? You know, and. You, you deal with that one, but uh, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, you get discouraged and you, you need you need a little help. You need an encouragement. Maybe you think I need Starbucks. I need a coffee break. But what you need is the Word of God to bring encouragement to you. God gave us the Bible to encourage us. Romans 15, 4 says, Everything that's written in the past, It's talking about the Bible, was written to teach us so that through Scripture we would have endurance and encouragement and that we might have hope. See those words he's talking about? Everything, encouragement, scriptures, hope. Everything in the scriptures is for your encouragement and your hope. Everything? Yep. Everything that's written in the scriptures, that's what the Bible says, meant for your encouragement. So when you're up and down and struggling and trying to figure out what to do, you know, Dr. Phil is not going to make the difference for you. Reading some self-help book, that's not... The Word of God is what's going to bring the difference for you. It's going to elevate you. Uh, I I love this verse. Psalm 119.14 says, You're you're my place of quiet retreat. I wait for your word to renew me. Man, I've I've stuck by that verse a lot. You know, going on a retreat is fantastic, like going to a conference or going somewhere and you get in the way. But, you know, every day is my quiet retreat with God. It keeps me on the right path. It keeps me moving in the right direction. The word of God is meant to give you hope. So Jesus says, if you continue in my word, then you're truly my disciple and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. It'll unlock the door. It'll be the encouragement that you need it'll set you free. So wouldn't you like to have your life uh, recreated instead of falling apart? Wouldn't you like to have your uh, guilt, your sins removed for everything that you've done wrong? Wouldn't you like to have your faith activated so that you have more confidence and courage as you follow him in the paths that he has given you, that your growth would be stimulated, that your mind would be sharp with the wisdom that he's given you, even your mood would be lifted anybody interested in that I am we got we got the book the Bible the Word of God you know I I think he wants us to learn it so that's what we're doing when you come to church here I want you to to learn from the Bible when you go to a class uh, hey go to go to a class right Go, be, be involved in something. Go somewhere where you can talk about it. You know, we, we we set up a model for that, and this is not a commercial, but the model that we have is, like, we got a bunch of people that will go to Sermon Remix right after that. How many of you go to Sermon Remix? You just raise your yeah, hand? Look at that. That's good. You know what they're doing? They're just going, and they're not going to talk about the pastor, I hope. Um, <laughs> they're, they're talking about the sermon. Uh, they're talking about what we talked about, and, and not even really just the sermon, but what What's, how, how do we impact that? How do we think about that? You need to go somewhere and be involved in it with a group of people where you can talk about things that are happening in your life in relationship to God and those scriptures. That, that's the discipling. Uh, we're not just, you know, if you're just happy to go to church on Sunday, thank you for that. But when you can and when you feel led, sit with a group of people. That, that are talking about the things of God. It, it'll, it'll make all the difference for you. Because our goal is not how many people we can get in this room. Our goal is how many people can we get worshiping and studying the Word and being discipled over that period of time. Those numbers are way more important than some numbers that other people, you know. I'm, I'm not worried about how many we had in worship. How many people are being discipled and growing and following following the Lord. We learn it and then we act on it. We do something about it. So, um, you know, I I told them yesterday, I said, I I say to us, i would never used this phrase before, but I would say that we are like a 90-10 group here, 90-10. You know what what people normally say is they say we're 80-20. 80-20 means that uh, 20% of the people are doing 80% of the work or something like that, you know. It makes it like there's this handful of people that's doing everything. Well, I told them, Cheryl, I told them we're 90 10 90, 10 means that 90% of the people are doing something in our church. And there's about 10% that we're still nudging you and working on you and encouraging and all that, right? I love that about us. Do something about it, learn the word and be on it. Now, um, what are you gonna do about that? I just wanted you to decide again today. We spent a whole year in the gospel of Matthew, but what are, what are you doing? Um, let's, let's study the word together. Let's let it penetrate. Let's let it be the thing that drives us and who we are. So, um, you know, we're we're gonna have Thanksgiving and Christmas and do all our thing, and then we're gonna continue to study the Word of God. We got great places, great teachers that are around helping us to do that. Maybe you need to start your own. Maybe you just need to have your own, like at your house or something, and so I'll study the Word of God. We'll help you with that. You with me? This uh, the song says. Uh, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. I want to see you. I don't know what you need today. Maybe you need to accept Christ. Maybe you know that the word of God is the furthest thing from your mind. Well, put put your trust in him. Start with giving your life to him and then begin to, to get in his word, be growing together. Let him begin to affect your thinking if you're a believer about your time in the word of God. You know, Don't let the only time you're in the Bible be when you come in this room right here. Let it be happening in your life. Open the eyes of my Lord, my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart. You know that? Let's stand up and let's sing it together. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord.
1: Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Again. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you, I want to see you, sing it, to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory, pour out your power and love as we sing hope. I want to see you. I want to see
0: you. Let's bow together. Would you say, uh, Pastor, um, I, I feel what you're talking about. And uh, I'll, um, I'm going to think about it and I'm going to do something about what we talked about in this room today. I know how important this is. You say, I'm. Um, um, I'm gonna do something about that. Would you just lift your hand? Nobody's looking around, just lift your hand. Gonna do something about the word in my life. Thank you, hands all over the place. Thank you so much, God bless you. Lord Jesus, uh, thank you for igniting such passion uh, in this place. Thanks for a year in the Gospel of Matthew, the Jesus-centered life, living out a life for you. Lord, we pray that our commitment to being in your word would be passionate and we would have a desire and a longing that we would um, invest ourselves in youth Sunday school and in classes that we can be a part of, Bible studies, man church, ministry of women, uh, all kind of different uh, opportunities that we have to learn, certainly in this sanctuary week after week. And we pray, Lord, that not only we would learn, but that we would uh, put it into practice. Help us to be in the word in our our house, in our bedroom, at the kitchen table, sitting in the living room, maybe talking together with, with family or just a word that can encourage us. Lord, we pray that the powerful word of God would not just be in a book or on a shelf, but that we would daily be allowing it to penetrate our hearts. Thank you for not only the Gospel of Matthew, but thank you for the whole Word of God that it might speak to us. Lord, we pray that our lives would be changed. The Bible would make a dramatic difference in us. We know that the world around us tries to tell us this is how it ought to be. This is the right place. This is the right way. This is political correctness, or this is the right stand to take. But, Lord, most of the time, it's not the word of God. It's the word of man. So we pray that you would teach us how to be God's girl, God's man, God's teenager, God's person because of the power of the word of God. All praise to you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.